It's the Fantasy Finish Line Podcast. Tonight is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. It's week 11, and tonight we got some speculations and waivers. Oh, that's a fine beer. What are you drinking over there, Dave? I'm not sure. You're not sure? It's, it's a PBR and something else? Is that what's going on? <laughs> A, uh, some sort of combination since I, I I had a PBR upstairs. I, I poured that into a glass, but it may or may not have already contained PBR. And I know that Hop Slam, a little bit of Hop Slam made it in that glass. Yeah, for those of you not familiar with Hop Slam, uh, this is a double India pale ale brewed with honey uh, from Bells in Kalamazoo. Yeah. Like 10%-ish alcohol and... Uh, at some point tonight, I accidentally mixed PBR and Hop Slam together. I'm going to say that wasn't an accident. I'm going to say you did that on purpose. Some people would say that there are no accidents. <laughs> I might be one of those people. Are you one of those people? I might be. You might be. I could be. Might be. And I'm drinking... Can you pass me the can? Because I have no idea what it's actually called. One. So, it's from Unani in <laughs> Chicago. It's called No Regrets. It's an American wild ale fermented with limes dry hopped with mosaic it's fucking delicious good if i do say so myself and i do and it's okay to say that because it's not like it's my beer but when you finish your um, pbr cocktail you should try some of it it's not like it's pbr and vodka and tonic or something it's pbr and something else i don't have a a it may be pbr and pbr i need a swivel stick that's like saying i would like some whiskey with my whiskey yes (laughs) and Um, we've also got the Revolution Brewing Caramel Crisp, Caramel Popcorn Ale. Uh, creme brulee-like sweetness, lightly salted finish. Have you had that yet? Not yet. i got to finish my beer first. And I have a I have it. left-hand brewing peanut butter milk stout. So a lot of the things that we've had over the year so far, in addition to uh, some fun stuff from Revolution and Bells. and One thing Unani. we've had during the year? All uh, local-ish breweries. Um, being that uh, left hand not very local. Besides left hand, okay. Uh, being that most of them are within the the Midwest and mm-hmm. uh, you know a car ride. Yes, left hand's a hell of a car ride away. <laughs> but I'm I'm interested in your input here, and and I want to get into the injury report. Uh, basically, talking about those players that have been on the injury report and uh, and we don't know when they're going to come off or there's speculation as to when they're going to come off. Okay. Or those players that are going to come off soon and for both of those, uh, the implications uh, in fantasy, what that means for your team. Sure. Um, and indirectly, of course, because fantasy matters more than the NFL for a lot of us, uh, what that means for the NFL team. Fantastic. Uh, so let's talk about quarterbacks first. We have Kyler Murray. Uh, his, his injury... Um, was uh, was was not one that that looked too bad in the actual game in which it occurred. Uh, however, uh, it looks like it is taking a little while for him to recover. And Colt McCoy came in relief of uh, of Kyle Murray to start Week Ten. Uh, there's actually a couple of quotes out there about Colt McCoy being better than Kyler Murray and that he should continue to start in Kyler Murray's wake, even after Kyler Murray is healthy. And this reminds me of uh, some Bears meatball talk about uh, you-know-who replacing you-know-who. Um, 
Kyle Orton replacing Rex Grossman? Correct, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I got it right. I mean, I'm not sure if if those players would like to be compared to those other players or Look, not. Dave, they make meatballs all over the country. They call it different <laughs> things probably, but they make meatballs everywhere. I think that this one's probably a little absurd, but I did see that Taylor Heineke is probably going to be starting uh, even if – Carson Wentz is healthy. We'll see. All of that stuff is really just speak that occurs when someone is playing well. It's great. Those are, those are going to be potato meatballs, which, as we learned tonight, are called. Uh, you're calling a gnocchi a potato meatball? A little bit. It's a little bit of a potato meatball, isn't it? Well, I think it's pasta. Potato pasta. Potato pasta. A potato meatball. I don't know what a potato meatball is. Like a tater tot? Oh, um, no. I don't want that. Well, all right. <laughs> um anyway so so oh man you're bringing up tyler that only took five minutes to completely derail the conversation you're bringing up tyler heineke and uh it's certainly true that he's been playing well or at least able to target uh uh, uh mclaurin which apparently carson once was unable to do on that team uh but what's important here is talking about uh kyler murray he will be coming back uh, interesting news also about Eno Benjamin, who was just cut from uh, from the Arizona Cardinals without really any fanfare or anything. Have you heard about this? I did. Yeah. So Eno Benjamin, who has been backing up James Conner for quite a while now, is the secondary running back who actually filled in in uh, Conner's stead and did fairly well in fantasy, was just unceremoniously cut and then uh, picked up on waivers by the Houston Texans. Who who is cut ceremoniously? Brett uh, Favre. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> no, no, you're right. It's uh, it's always unceremonious. There's a lot of red when you pull up the Arizona Cardinals depth chart now. Well, so so the backup Keontae Ingram has done pretty well um, uh, over the the past year when called upon. There was one particular game in which he scored a, a touchdown or maybe two touchdowns. Uh, it got a lot of yardage. I watched that that game and I thought to myself. Uh, this this could be uh, a guy who who really succeeds, especially as a one B kind of player. Uh, when I saw James Conner do well, and then they just cut Eno Benjamin, I was like uh, unprepared for that. Okay. But I guess the reason is that he was just bitching about it so much that he became a uh, a locker room problem. Sure. So now he's on the Texans. So good good for him. Uh, oh, he got picked up already. Uh, on waivers, yeah. Okay. There were four teams, I guess, that that looked at him. And what's always interesting, if you check out those teams that that are going to pick up a player, um, a lot of times that information will come out, and you can see those teams that obviously are looking for more depth at that position. So the Chiefs were one of them, and a couple of other teams. Okay. Matt Stafford concussion could still be an issue. Uh, the Rams have serious problems in general. Uh, we have Wolford as the quarterback, and when that is the case, you're playing every defense that you can against the Rams. The Rams <laughs> become like the Lions of three years ago. Um, uh, Skowronek, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Skowronek. Skowronek. But, but a lot of people think that he is the guy to own there, um, especially considering the fact that uh, they have a lot of other injury problems as well. Although so, I, must, I must say that uh, Skowronek is how the announcers pronounce it. When I've seen Rams games, and as we learned last week, everyone was pronouncing, um, what's his name wrong? I forget. The guy who we uh, had to learn his name last week, or we made we made sure to learn his name. Uh, Etienne? Etienne, yeah. 
if that's how you pronounce it. Etchen. <laughs> it's an achu sort of situation. Yeah. It's not etn as we figured. So for all of those people out there that are looking at Rams players or already own them uh, and roster them on your team, I do not think that um, that you're going to actually be able to figure out who the best Rams player will be going forward. I think they're all going to be equally untouchable on teams that win fantasy championships. So please do not try to start the rotunda and carousel of Rams wide receivers and running backs. It is a horrible place. Yeah, if you want to win a championship, stay away from that team. Baker Mayfield back in the saddle after a P.J. Walker injury. So the question is, does this help or hurt the Panthers playmakers? Which ones? Which one? Let's move on. DJ Moore? So wide receivers. Uh, Cooper Cup, high ankle sprain. Okay. Out for the season. He's undergoing tightrope procedure on the ankle. Now that anchors the end of the tibia and the fibula together with a polyethylene cord rather than a screw. So it's a very cool new surgery that they've developed and it's going to take less time for recovery. However, it's still going to be five to six weeks. So that's that's going to allow him an expectation of return probably after all of the valuable games of the fantasy playoffs. Even if Cooper Cup was to come back at in, in the end of the season in the last game, which I don't think he will because of their record, which is currently, what, three and six? Yeah, they're not good enough for him to come back, I would think. I would not. They have to win every game while he's gone, and they're not going to. I would not play him, team. but he's not going to come back this season, right? It's not going to happen. Because why would they bring him back? Uh, arguably the best player on the team. They're in last place. When they're not going to make the playoffs. They won't. So forget about Cooper Cup. All of, of those of you who drafted him uh, as the number one or number two wide receiver overall, usually in the first round or early second round, have just made a decision that ended up being poor. It wasn't poor originally. Right. It just is now. It just didn't, it's a decision that didn't work out. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, rough-looking concussion from Week 10. Uh, I played it back a couple of times. Because I'm a masochist, I guess. Yeah, that doesn't. That, that's not what I. I saw him, and I'm like, oh, he's dead. And then they played it again. I'm like, I don't need to see this again. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Mahomes' shiny new toy named Kadarius Tony, who came in from the Giants, had a great game last week. After only two weeks of of learning the well, one and a half probably okay. of of learning the playbook. And uh, I think he could be a difference maker going forward. We know that Kadarius Tony is a good player. I think the problem is uh, uh, his coaching, that room, the situation. He had a lot of injury problems in New York too. Yeah, but a lot of times those injuries felt like they weren't actually injuries. Ah. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's his hamstring again, and Tony was mum, you know. Uh, but but I'm, I mean, there's got to be a reason why they had such a problem with Tony, and it, it will either pop up. Or the Chiefs are one of those teams, like the Steelers, that uh, have kind of a lock on the on the locker room door, and they say, "Do whatever you want in here, but don't let it happen on the field." You know, could be the case. Andy Reid might uh, only give candy bars to those who participate. Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. <laughs> Cheeseburgers. Jerry Judy ankle injury still not practicing. Uh, Cortland Sutton, who did very well the first half of the year, could be back again for a lot of good stuff. Um, but we are not sure if he's going to be playing or not because apparently the MRIs that came back were, were I don't want to say positive. Let's say they weren't negative. Okay. Uh, Marquise Brown marked as designated to return from IR. I heard a lot of whispers about him maybe even coming back as soon as this week. He's currently day-to-day, according to Cliff Kingsbury. And he was the WR7 through the first five weeks of the season. So we forget, right, because it's been five, six weeks from, from then. But he was great. Uh, and he has just as much of an opportunity to be good. Hopkins and 
Marquise Brown were what uh, the the Cardinals wanted to happen. Yes, but they also need Kyler Murray to make it happen. Well, Kyler Murray will be coming back. You know, he's he's not out for the season. He was just out for uh, concussion. Okay. So it's not a it's not like a season long injury. Season long concussion. Keenan Allen uh, finally back at practice, participating in individual drills after re-aggravating a hamstring injury in Week Seven. Herbert needs Allen or Williams to come back, and he certainly wouldn't mind both. And uh, Allen may play this week against the Chiefs. Now, let's talk about both of them together. So, same story for Mike Williams, participating in individual drills after both of them have been out since Week Seven. Probably going out to restaurants together, enjoying nights out in the town, watching, uh, you know, long watching Netflix, Netflix movies. That's yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Absolutely. Uh, I think these Chargers receivers could blow up, and the Chargers could really have a resurgence here as far as fantasy value is concerned over the last half of the year. Remember that Justin Herbert was one of the the highest drafted quarterbacks. He hasn't lived up to those expectations, but how could he with a lot of players just not playing to their full value? When they have the whole team healthy, if that happens this week, for example, uh, I, I think it could be just a mind-blowing change uh, for these guys. Mm-hmm. And as we were just talking about before the podcast started, um, some people have dropped Allen. Some people have dropped Williams or are trying to trade him. just dropped in our Drink 5 League. So I think it'd be crazy not to pick up these guys that may actually be uh, for uh, back to full health for the playoff run. What do you think about Allen and Williams and the Chargers? Well, I certainly agree that in order for Justin Herbert to have any sort of um, uh, value, that he he needs those guys. Yeah, I mean, how long can he throw to Josh Palmer? Right. Probably about four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's enough left to uh, like. Make use of your fantasy season, but this this year he's not playing well, so it's definitely a down year for him. But it doesn't have to end that way. No, I mean if he gets the guys back, then he'll be fine. I, I was just looking up like the comparison from last year to this year, just to see how much he's down. Um, but as we talked about last week, I mean a lot of that depends on the quality of the receivers as well. It really does. I mean, he. Herbert's playing better. He's being sacked only 3% of the time, <clears throat> excuse me, which leads the league. And he's cut his interception percentage down, and that's a number that I talked about a lot um, in the last couple uh, podcasts. Um, you know, That's usually a very good indication of a quarterback who's playing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just doesn't have the playmakers on the field to um, convert. Yeah, unfortunately, you have, you have Austin Eckler um, and yourself, and that's about it. That's why you need these guys back. You need one of them at least. You know, if they had just Mike Williams or just Keenan Allen, they would pepper him with targets, uh, and you'd have a guy who uh, you've practiced with for a long time. Yeah, he's throwing the ball a ton, and they're not getting anywhere with that. Yep, so it remains to be seen. dump-off passes. But I think Jason and I both agree uh, that offense can can, uh, go back to where it was if we get the guys healthy for at least, you know, a couple of weeks in a row. String together some games, guys. So running backs, yes. Le- Leonard Fournette, the Bucks are on bye after they barely beat the Seahawks in Germany last week. But Fournette suffered a hip pointer. And more importantly, it looks like uh, the rookie Rashad White is officially supplanting Fournette as Tampa Bay's starting running back. Now, a lot of people had sort of thought about this from the beginning of the year. Fournette, um, 
Lombardi Lenny has been around for a while. He's been great, but he's starting to slow down. And this year, especially, his stats are not very good. He's only averaging, and I don't have stats in front of me, but it's something like uh, a three, 3.2 or something like that yards per carry. Not good enough for a starting running back position on Tom Brady's team, certainly. Yeah. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Is it fine? If they're going to start a rookie quarter running back there, is it time in Dynasty to get rid of Keyshawn Vaughn? Oh, do you, you still have Keyshawn Vaughn? Yeah, he was a first-round pick two years ago for me. And, like, I don't... I don't part with my first-round picks lightly. So I would say no, because then Keyshawn Vaughn would be the backup uh, yeah. to Rashad White, because they'll probably get rid of uh, Lenny uh, in the offseason. Yeah. But but it sucks. And to your point, Leonard Fournette, 3.4 yards per carry this year. Hey, I had Kristen Michael on my team for three, four years. I had Rashad Penny on my team for many years. Well, and if he wasn't getting injured all the time, <laughs> it would be a huge regret. Well, he's a great running back. He's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally uh, cannot so stay got healthy. A chance, yeah, he can't stay healthy. It's unfortunate. Why? Why are all those running backs on Seattle? By the way, Kristen Michael, Rashad Penny. <laughs> uh, because they haven't found anyone to replace uh, Marshawn Lynch. No one can replace Marshawn Lynch. No. Uh, so I think uh, Rashad White is great. He's already owned in any league of, of record, um, but it's an important opportunity that he has, and you should know that if there's any value left in Leonard Fournette or any ability for you to trade that guy, he's going to get less and less value as the season goes on pretty quickly. Uh, he's suddenly going to become a flex and then probably a bench player after that. All right. Ezekiel Elliott has missed the last two games for the Cowboys with a sprained knee, and Tony Pollard has stepped up to the plate. He put up back-to-back games over 20 fantasy points. I love Pollard. I think Pollard is better than Ezekiel Elliott, technically. Um, But it doesn't really matter because Elliott will still return to the starting role in that offense based on Jerry Jones' wants. And it looks like he'll be back either this week or next week, so watch out. Uh, make sure that you understand if he's practicing, etc., because it'll move Pollard back to a flex play from an RB1. But those of us who have been starting Pollard over the last couple of weeks have really enjoyed it. Last running back, Khalil Herbert, was put on IR this week. He's a Chicago Bear, of course, another hip injury, meaning that for the, last, uh, the next four games, David Montgomery will be taking the majority of snaps in the Bears' backfield. Now, it's important to realize that Justin Fields is the main rusher on that team, but they're still a running team, and much like the Ravens. Well, it's not like a it's not like a Bills situation, I would say. What do you mean? Well, there's still going to be a player, a running back that gets more carries than Justin Fields. By leading rusher, I mean uh, the most yards. The most yardage. Well, it's hard to beat that when you're running for 60 yard touchdowns every game. Sure, but I'm not arguing that uh, the the running backs are not worth <laughs> rostering because they are. Uh, and uh, I think that David Montgomery will have a really, really nice time over the next several weeks. However, we, it's important to understand that he did miss today's practice due to a personal issue, one which we don't know uh, the details of. Okay. And so he could be gone this week because that does happen sometimes in the NFL, whether it's a death in the family or whatever, not sure. Uh, at this point, he's not practicing this week. Okay. Uh, Mark Andrews, shoulder and knee injury, limited in practice, but back on the field for the first time in a while. Harbaugh says he has a really good chance of being healthy enough to start this week against the Panthers. We really need um, a, a healthy Mark Andrews uh, as far as the Baltimore. Who's this we, anyways? Fantasy football uh, people that roster Mark okay. Andrews okay. or Ravens. Who's this we? Who's this we? 
I don't have Mark Andrews on any of my teams. Well, that's nice. I mean, I guess unless you have like 50 teams, you're not rostering everybody. Right. I try. <laughs> but uh, but Mark Andrews has been great when he plays. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've had guys like Foster Moreau that are in there filling in. Um, Isaiah Likely. Uh, or no, Foster Moreau is on the Raiders. Sorry. Isaiah Likely for the Ravens. Yeah. But the whole point is that Mark Andrews is needed in that offense. And he makes that offense click, especially because – there is no Rashad Bateman right now. Right. So when you're talking about receivers, all you have is Devin Duvernay, uh, who is a do-or-don't receiver. Uh, <laughs> so if you don't have Andrews, you're not passing touchdowns to people that he's, we know. He's as important as a Travis Kelsey or uh, a uh, George Kittle to his offense. Yep. Zach Ertz, knee injury, uh, surgery, and Ertz is out for the season. Trey McBride looks like the next man up, and he's only notched four receptions for 31 yards. But he was a second-round selection in this year's draft. So he has a good pedigree, uh, will be utilized in the offense, and I have him ranked as the uh, tight end 20 this week. Okay. So he is a playable uh, offensive personality. And with that tight end wasteland, uh, he could definitely inch up the rankings. All right, we'll check in with him in a little bit. Uh, Gerald Everett, day-to-day with a groin injury. He might not play this week, but if he doesn't, it's Trey McKitty. And I can't possibly recommend using Trey McKitty. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Chiefs' defense is 24th in the league against tight ends. So the only time in which I would say like that kind of a play would be worthwhile is if you're in a league with two tight ends, for example. Okay. Or, or let's say you're in a league with two tight ends, and your tight ends are Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. <laughs> Moving on to Dallas. Once upon a time, you were doing really well. Yeah. Moving on to Dallas, he was on a record-breaking trajectory this year. Everyone thought if he moved on from the Eagles or if he was the only uh, tight end on the Eagles that he would be a fantastic tight end. He would break records. He would be amazing. He was, yeah. and and it's terrific oh, yeah. if you were a Dallas Goddard owner. Unfortunately, uh, that injury is probably going to close out the season because the expected recovery time for his shoulder injury is five plus weeks. And what that means for us in fantasy, the normal fantasy season is that uh, he, he has a chance of coming back at the end of the year. Not always the best option to bring back someone who's been gone for five weeks to play in the last game, which may or may not be the championship. Yeah, one. maybe uh, if you're rostering Trey McKitty, then you would want to try a Dallas Goddard, but... You're not in the championship game if you have Trey McKitty on your team. That's right. Uh, but who's going to fill in for Goddard on the Eagles? And that's an interesting question, one which has an interesting answer. The answer is Tyree Jackson, who's a 6'7", 249-pound converted quarterback. And much like Logan Thomas last year, for example, uh, converted quarterbacks that are big, that play the tight end position, tend to get tons and tons of looks because their quarterbacks trust them because mm -hmm. they know the routes. They know being a quarterback, they understand where to be, they understand the defense, they can read the defense. It's great. And in week 18 last year, you saw Tyree Jackson do really well for the Eagles, uh, all, all five of you that watched the, the week 18 <laughs> Eagles game. But uh, he tore his ACL in that game. And so that's why we haven't seen him at all. Uh. Uh, and it's actually a good opportunity for those of you that are in deep leagues or those of you that are in dynasty leagues or those of you that... Um, you know, just want to uh, brag to your friends that you picked the guy that did okay. Sure. The, the, them's great bragging rights. Tyree Jackson is 
the guy to grab on the Eagles, and I think he's going to end up being a top 25 tight end. The problem with that is a top 25 tight end is not that good. No, not at all. Um, we are going to pick some teams in a moment. We did not flip a coin or anything before the show. We can do that. Okay. Uh, pick coin? heads or tails. Tails. Okay, Google, flip a coin. Buddy. Let's fucking go. Apparently I connected with one of my other Google stations. Google is always listening. <laughs> always listening. Alright, well, fair and square. Right. What are you drinking over there now? Well, a while ago, uh, if you if you don't recall, we had a Fantasy Finish Line podcast where we had some uh, peanut butter matched with the peanut butter stout. Yeah. And we had a sour candy matched with the sour beer. Yeah, that this- was like our first theme podcast of the year that was this one which is uh, peanut butter milk stout by left hand brewing we could do a little turkey theme next week I Did think. you want some um you could mix it with this we could try that no i i mean it might improve it do you want to try it yeah why not you don't like that particular beer? i don't um think it's you know <laughs> anything special it's uh it's very disappointing there's a lot of fanfare on that can i don't taste any caramel i don't taste any creme brulee Um, It just kind of is a bland beer, unfortunately. Well, listen to that revolution. Uh, Why don't you send us a beer that you think we'll like, all right? (laughs) (laughs) None of these beers, we we buy all these beers, so I don't, you know, I don't feel uh, a problem with, you know, just saying what I think. I don't want to be too harsh. I drank a sour, and then I had, like, some of that. So maybe I'll have a little bit more in a day or two and change my mind. If so, I'll make sure to mention it on the podcast. Gotcha. But anyways, uh, we like to do this every couple of weeks, a couple times a year maybe, uh, where we draft players um, based on Dave's rankings. Dave, the number eight overall expert for the season on Fantasy Pros. So when you go to Fantasy Pros and you add your experts and create your rankings and like help set your lineup, Dave is number eight. Make sure you're including Dave on your rankings. And because Dave's rankings are so good, you should just go to drink5.com <laughs> and see Dave's rankings. They are only available in their pure uncut form there. It is also one of the few, I wouldn't going to venture, top 15 guys that are offering it for free. Most of those sites have paywalls on them if you want to get those guys. Um, rightly so. I mean, they do a lot of work on them, and you know that's what they do. Dave just happens to be a fantastic guy who's offering them for free. Yeah, and I have to tell you, um, part of the reason why I'm only number eight and not higher is because I've been horrible at ranking quarterbacks. I, I did a lot of extra work. Oh, now that's good. Oh, <laughs> you, you've increased the value of the – now it's a caramel uh, – A caramel a peanut, peanut butter. butter caramel crisp or something like yes. that. Yeah. So Here why don't you go. get left hand and revolution together to do some kind of a collaboration? Okay. But uh, I, I concentrated on my quarterback rankings since I've been pretty bad at them so far this year. And this past week, I actually did fairly well in ranking 49 uh, out of 200 plus. Yeah, you were experts. improving. Uh, last week, you were like, or the week before, 
you're like 60 and then 49 so you're improving right. i mean what but else if do you, you ask if for? you look at it I, i'm 14th on running backs and second overall on wide receivers yeah quarterbacks 103 <laughs> what, what are you gonna do what are you gonna do well anyways okay so normally we would just say pick quarterbacks blah 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 through blah 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 we're gonna have a little theme when it comes to all the things we're gonna pick this week so dave uh just you know sketched out a few themes i elaborated on them here we go what's the bet uh the bet is that next week during the show the loser will be bringing beer as is tradition the loser will also be wearing a turkey hat in mm-hmm. honor of losing not in honor of thanksgiving it just happens to be thanksgiving and i believe uh, uh next week's show will be tuesday am i correct well, I won't be here on Wednesday, so, it, so it's it, going to be Tuesday. It's going to be Tuesday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so our ranking rivalry, we're going to pick two top three players. You can have a quarterback out of the top three, and then you can pick either a running back or a wide receiver out of the top three. So just to run down all the players available first, out of the quarterbacks, we've got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. Um, so I'm going to pick first, and I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes out of that group. Because I know that there's going to be some weather in Buffalo. So what's interesting for me uh, is uh, these are these are listed by my ranking, correct? They are. So it'd be difficult for me to choose like the to number not three pick instead the, of the highest one. ranked player. So I thought about that, and this has been a thing that we've bumped into many times. But I might, and I you might. have in, in other cases. I might. Been, yeah. You, you have said like, oh well, I actually kind of like that one a little bit better, or maybe that's a better matchup. Yeah. Um, but there's really no way around it if we're going to use your rankings. Right. So we're going to use your rankings because you're the guy here. So I um, I know that there's going to be a big uh, snowstorm in um, in Buffalo, but I, I don't know that that's going to be such a big deal for Josh Allen because, as we know, uh, people that are playing in snowstorms often end up running more. And so I can see him running for first downs, running for touchdowns, you know, scrambling sure. behind and, the line And scrimmage. the snow is supposed to mostly come down like Friday, Saturday there. Yeah. But it's possible that it snows for like four days and they get five feet of snow. <laughs> I mean, if they have, so if it if they don't play because of the snow, you can have Lamar Jackson. If they have five feet of snow, yeah. Well, I'll take Josh Allen. Well, there was a just a couple years ago they had an eighty-eight inch snowstorm, which is like seven feet of snow. That's impressive. It was crazy. Okay. From the running backs and wide receivers, we're just taking one of these six players. At running back, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry. At wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams. So, we don't at least say who you have higher on your flex rankings there um, between Barkley and Jefferson. Uh, but who are you taking? It's your it's your pick. Justin Jefferson. Oh, I would have taken Justin Jefferson. Of course too. you would. He's the best receiver in football. Oh. <laughs> After that catch he had last week, is just... Oh uh, yeah, the like one-handed take it from the other guy catch. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Like it was Odell Beckham's catch, but contested, mm. majorly contested. Um, I'm going to take Saquon Barkley. He's got a great matchup against Detroit. Yeah, uh, I've really enjoyed what I've seen from Barkley this year. I feel like I wasn't the only one, but I certainly was very high on Barkley early in the year and touting him on the podcast. And I feel great when like those players really pay off. And now he's the number one running back fantastic well i tell you we know who derrick henry is right uh the we problem do. is that tennessee is a little bit 
uh, worse than they were the previous years. He's no years. longer the Unidread, so I don't know if he's lost a little bit of his mojo. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor uh, has has come back from being injured for a while, and I'm not I'm still not sure if we can absolutely trust him. So my number two pick for him is kind of like a, a, a will he or won't he? And Devontae Adams can put up. 30 points in like a quarter and a half. But he's a Raider now. But he's a Raider now, exactly. So you can't count on it. Yeah. Okay, so deep league discord. Sometimes being in a deep league means you've got to reach all the way down to the end of your bench during bye weeks. So let's pick a tight end from down on the list and then a flex player from way down on the list. So the tight ends we're going to pick from, there's four of them, 16, 17, 18, and 19, Robert Tanyan, who's playing at home against Tennessee. That's the Thursday night game, the Packers and the Titans. Tyler Conklin going to New England. Juwan Johnson at home against the Rams. Logan Thomas going to Houston. It's my choice. And I'm going to pick the guy who I... Not the guy... So I was high on Tyler Conklin earlier in the year. Yeah, I know. And, 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 That's who I thought you were going to pick it, again. It was good. No, I want Juwan Johnson. I meant to start him last week, and I didn't. And it was really been getting touchdowns, red zone target. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, and he's actually like playing the tight end position, and they seem to be screwing around a little less with uh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, I'll take uh, Robert Tunyon. Okay. I, You're I think, not afraid of the Thursday night woes. Well, I've never cared about Thursday night games or thought that they were different in some way. Okay. Uh, I think that's just statistical garbage. I got you. Um, and I do think that Aaron Rodgers has uh, done what he usually does earlier in the season, which is figured out how to make it work. <laughs> figured it out. And the answer is... Uh, he figured it out. The answer is is Christian Watson. So, Speaking of, yep. at the flex position, we're going to do 72, 74, 75, and 76. I'm skipping 73 because that was Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> He's either not going to play or be a starting running back. So it's kind of... Um, off balance with this uh, group. So at 72, Christian Watson, 74, Paris Campbell, 75, AJ Dillon, and 76, Dawson Knox. So, Dave, what do you like there? Christian Watson. You're going, you're going heavy Packers here. Huh? Just bring me the Packers versus Tennessee. Now, Tennessee actually has a good defense, but I have to say, after last week's performance and the confidence that that gained them, Watson and the Rodgers and the Packers coaching staff. I think they're going to be uh, even more audacious uh, this week trying to prove a point. Okay. So, Paris Campbell had a really good game last week. I like Paris Campbell, 20 yeah. points, but they're playing Philadelphia, who just lost to the Commanders. They'll be angry. They'll it. be very angry. Um, <laughs> I can't bring myself to start Dawson Knox, though. I would love to see him score touchdowns in a snow game. So, that leaves me with A.J. Dillon, which basically you just sold me on A.J. Dillon there. Go Packers for Week 11. Yeah, I think that the Packers are going to stomp on Thursday Night Football. Yeah. So, the waiver war. Did you pick someone up this week, and they're going to find their way immediately onto your starting lineup? This is a list of the most added players. So, any position goes. But no repeats. So, they get crossed off the list if they got picked earlier. No Juwan Johnson, no Christian Watson. Right. So, because we're all eager to about, like, we're really all about the midseason pickups. We like the waiver pickups. We're going to pick two players from this list. It started with ten players. But uh, as you mentioned, two of them are going to be crossed off. Mm -hmm. So these are the most added players over the last three days on FleaFlicker.com. So Christian Watson is a goner, and so is Juwan Johnson. That leaves us with, in order of how they were picked up, um, most popular, 
the WR34, Darius Slayton, the tight end 13, Cole Komet, the kicker 8, Nick Folk, the defense 12, Washington Commanders, defense 11, New York Jets, the WR38, Paris Campbell, available again, the tight end 11, Foster Moreau, and the defense 9, Cincinnati Bengals. Are we picking two players each? Yeah, so like you take one, I'll take one, you take one, I'll take one. The other way around, though, right? Is it who's first? Right. I, I just chose first in this last round. It is my turn first. So um, okay, I'm gonna take Cole Komet because he just scores so many touchdowns. I mean, really, it's a little absurd with the Bears these days. So I, I I'm fine when the Bears don't have the mojo. I'm gonna take Cole Komet and stop them in their tracks. So it's your pick now. Uh, sure, I'll take I'll take Paris Campbell, who's been playing well. Uh, pick him up. Okay. So, yeah, I figured he might have gotten picked earlier. Um, makes sense that he would get picked here. I'm tempted to take a defense, but I'm going to take Darius Slayton. That seems like a bad move. Just all every time anyone says I'll I'll take Darius Slayton. <laughs> he had a big touchdown last week, but it was kind of a fluke. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. He, I, I've always had a soft spot for him because he's done well in my dynasty team many times. Not many times. He hasn't done well that many times in his career. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, uh, so you get to choose from a kicker, or three defenses, defenses or Foster Moreau. Why? Well, so I like these defenses. I like Washington versus Houston. I like the Jets versus New England. I like the Bengals versus Pittsburgh. I think those are those are good choices. I agree. I I almost took one. Uh, and they'll probably all average around like. But I know a, that Detroit's defense is bad. Like a seven or eight or something like that. Uh, so I, I'm actually going to pick the kicker. I will take Nick Folk. All right. I, I like that we kind of threw a little wrench in that. Okay. Do it. In the last category, it's handcuff hostility. So it's always going to happen. We've talked about it earlier. Your guys are going to go down, and it's the next man up. We're going to take a look at some of the big names who are newly and most likely out for the week. Um, there is one of them who isn't officially ruled out, I believe. Um, and these will be week 11 handcuffs, the assumed handcuffs for the players. Obviously there's no exact handcuffs for uh, many players. So these are all players that we went over in your injury wrap up, Dave. So we don't need to necessarily rehash the player who got hurt, but we can mention, um, so the WR 57 Van Jefferson, these aren't really in any order. Um, is sort of Cooper Cup's handcuff, as in the guy who is moving into the starting lineup because Cooper Cup is gone. Obviously, um, Skoranek and Allen Robinson are still there. You've got Treston Ebner, who's taking the place of Khalil Herbert. He's there because, really, the two running backs have been fantasy-relevant for quite a while, and he wound up with, like, 20 carries or something last week, right? Yeah, I don't know the exact amount, but it, he certainly has been getting a lot of work every time there's been uh, an issue with one of the other two running backs in front of him. Um, oh, not 20. I'm I'm making this up. My bad. He has 18 carries in the year. <laughs> no, but we've heard his name a couple times. He has come up and will certainly do so again uh, now that Herbert is out for the season. Yes. Um, we've got WR39, Kadarius Tony taking the place of Juju Smith-Schuster, who, has he been ruled out for the week? That was the one I wasn't sure on. I thought that... Um, 
Uh, he's going through concussion. concussion protocol. Yeah. And so he has to make it through like all four stages of, of the concussion protocol. And it doesn't mean that he won't. It's just that he has not yet progressed very He's really far. the only one on this list who has any chance at playing. And it's probably pretty low. But that said, uh, Tony is still someone who, uh, who may get points even if Juju comes back. Because Marquez Valdez-Scantling is out. Uh, and Tony's been started to work into the offense. So... Uh, he's still a valid selection. All right. And the last one on our list to choose from is the tight end 20, Trey McBride for the Cardinals, taking Zach Ertz's place. They'll be playing San Francisco. Yeah. And do you remember, do you remember uh, how how tall and how much he weighs? Um, Six foot nine, 420 pounds. Come on, come on. <laughs> come on, be serious. I, I said it earlier. Do you, do you remember? I, I don't remember. Six, seven. Okay. Two, 249. Fucking A. Yeah, he's a gigantic tight end. That's what well, he's listed at six. He's listed at 6'4, 260 on Pro Football Reference. That is not the site that I got my information from. <laughs> Are you thinking of the other guy? The, um,. The guy who's taking Dallas Goddard's place. Oh, yeah, you're right. Actually, Tyree Jackson. That's Tyree Jackson. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes Tyree sense. Jackson is an absolute unit. So Trey McBride is not the converted quarterback, and he's not six seven two forty nine. Oh, he, he's only six four two six. He's six nine four twenty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Trey McBride's uh, birthday next week. Mm-mm. We'll have to toast so him what on we, the podcast. Are we choosing uh, one of these guys? I am going to take. Kadarius Tony, because I like to drink the Kool-Aid when there's a hot wide receiver that um, either scores 100 points or none. Well, I feel like he's going he's gonna to be amazing uh, for the Chiefs and, and suddenly overtake everyone and be the best wide receiver of all time because I have him on my dynasty teams. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fantastic. I have Trey McBride on my <laughs> fantasy team, but I'm just not quite that optimistic. So Trey McBride, being the brother of Danny McBride, is questionable at best. He's fucking in and you're fucking out. <laughs> um, I I don't like any of these choices except for <laughs> Kadarius Tony. Um, I didn't know I'd be going first. I did figure. See, Kadarius Tony, I feel like is like a guy who could easily score zero. All right, so I'm gonna select Tristan Ebner because David Montgomery possibly won't play this week either. Uh, depending on what's going on with him and his personal issue. He certainly has the biggest chance out of these guys to be like an every down player. And then he would be an RB1 somehow. On the team that runs the ball the most. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's interesting. Uh, very high upside yeah. for this here. High upside on the Ebner tip. Yeah. So, this is going to be a seven-player uh, little squad we got going. Half of Dave's team is going to play on... Thursday night, apparently. And Jason Jason thinks that's a horrible idea. I just don't think Thursday night football is very good. But the Packers and the Titans are at least like... I mean, the Titans are have a good record, and the Packers should be a good team. So it'll be better than some of the Thursday night games we've had. I honestly think, statistically, there's just so many games on Sunday that like the ones that aren't very good, you overlook. Oh, when, 100%. When, when there's only one on Thursday. 100%. If it's bad, you're like, oh, I and can't. Sunday night. Football's a bad product. And they pick games <laughs> to be good on Sunday night. So, like, that's always going to be um, weighted the other way. Yeah, but they pick the games to be good on Sunday night uh, the previous year. No, they started flexing them already. This, ga- this game coming up is a flex game. I'm aware. It was flexed from the Steelers and, and Bengals. Which would have been great, too. I would have liked to watch that. Yeah, but more I great. I love watching AFC North But games. more great if both those teams were doing really well. 
if Jamar Chase was playing and the Steelers had an offense, then yeah, it'd be fun. Oh boy, shots fired. Yeah, shots fired. Well, we beat up on New Orleans. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, who's the who's the second running back there? That was he was playing really well. Uh, is this a new thing for you? I didn't really. I hadn't. Okay, I have a confession to make. Yes. This was a hot take that I had earlier in the year. Um, that you don't have to necessarily watch all the games right away. This week, this past week, was the first time for the noon games that I sat down on a couch and watched Red Zone for the entire duration of the noon games. Well, I'm not a Red Zone guy. I know you're not, but that they used to be like my bread and butter. But you got to watch some football. Like I, uh, I do. I uh, watch football every of week. Of course, you could catch up on it, but you got to watch some Sunday football. I watch. I watch football at least a little bit every Sunday. I watch the Monday and the Thursday. Um, it's just that like I wasn't doing a lot of like all day red zone stuff because i don't have red zone in my house anymore um but i was able to finagle a little bit of red zone um and i watched it all like i watched that big chunk when there was seven games going and um it reminded me of like getting that nfl straight to the vein gotcha well to answer your question um uh naji harris has actually been doing pretty well lately even though everyone was was tanking on him i think the most of the problems with the steelers in general is the fact that the organization is in uh, a little bit of disarray having lost a bunch of players uh ben roethlisberger retiring trading away chess chase claypool having an offensive coordinator that everyone who knows football uh, thinks is is you know coming up with sophomoric ideas uh for the offense that's a made-up name (laughs) Anyway, uh, the guy's name that you're talking about is Jalen Warren, and he's an undrafted uh, 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 free agent, uh, like, rookie. Okay. And he has been doing well for us uh, all the way from the preseason to now, and he's done so well that he's gotten more playing time in games. And in some cases looks more explosive than Najee Harris. But I'm I'm still not someone who is willing to uh, say that Najee's not good or whatever. I just feel like... You know the offensive line of the Steelers is not is not amazing, and the play calling is not amazing, and that's really screwing with uh, what we see from our offensive players. Okay, I mean, there was literally on Facebook this this picture that was going around from a Steelers uh, group that had uh, uh, George Pickens, right, who's been doing well, and he'll probably continue to do well, especially because Claypool is now a bear. Uh, so, so Pickens, right. Uh, with, uh, our number two wide receiver position, uh, but he's a rookie. So this picture, uh, it has him with like a red laser eyes, um, as a receiver and then red laser eyes as a, as a rusher, because the last game he had like three passes for 50 yards and then, uh, a couple of rushes and a touchdown. And, yeah. and this picture makes him look like he had the best game ever when really he was like all purpose yards, 73, <laughs> <laughs> and one touchdown like oh my god i can't believe george pickens ultimate performance yeah like you know like you said everybody has meatballs uh there's a lot of them for the steelers they put as well. fries and french fries in their meatballs in pittsburgh Pramonti meatballs yeah that's okay. true that's true so um thanks everyone for listening we'll be back next tuesday with the results with the results of this bet one of us will be wearing a turkey on their head. Oh, my God. And the other one will be, um, I don't know, doing something else turkey-related. But something that they enjoy, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Watch football this week, everybody. Football's fun. Watch football. Watch football. NFL. I know it's a controversial pay us, statement. Pay us money. <laughs> Watch football. Drink beer. Eat Cheers. apple pie.
All right. Cheers.